Hello everyone, this is Lynn Stacy with the Victoriously Anointed Podcast. I am so glad that you could join me for today's episode. Get ready for a treat. Hello everyone and welcome to the Victoriously Anointed Podcast. I'm your host, Lynn Stacy. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of the Victoriously Anointed Podcast. So for the month of October, we have been doing a Women of the Bible series on Sunday and today we land on the woman by the name of Ruth. If you know anything about Ruth, you can find her in the Old Testament and you know that she was the wife of Boaz. Um, you also know that um, she... Uh, she was, she was a, a, I would say she was a woman of virtue. And so we're going to talk a little bit about Ruth on today. Um, and if this is your first time um, being on the Victoria C. Anointed podcast, I encourage you to um, tune in to the rest of the episodes that we did of the Women of the Bible series. You can find them on the um, various Sundays that we have done the podcast. Um, we talked about Hannah, who was um, barren and God opened up her womb. And then we talked about on the second Sunday, Abigail, um, a woman who honored God. And we talked about Sarah after that, who is the mother of nations. And today we land on Ruth. Today we land on Ruth. And the thing that I want you to know about Ruth is that she was a stranger in the land and God accepted her. This is just evidence to me that um, God has been accepting and adopting sons and daughters since the since um, we know of the creation starting. And so um, we're going to go ahead and kind of talk a little bit about um, this daughter that was a stranger and God accepted into his kingdom. And um, we're going to tell you a little bit about her lineage um, on today. And so uh, this is how Ruth kind of comes into the land of Judah. Um, and Judah was one of the tribes of Israel. And so we find where, uh, we find where, um, Ruth is, uh, in the land of Moab, uh, Moab, because she's a Moabitess. And so, um, Naomi and her husband Elimelech, um, and their two sons, they travel, um, from Judah to the land of Moab because there is a famine in, um, there's a, there's a famine in the land. And so this family came about because it was part of their, uh, their, uh, judgment, um, call, um, they were, they were under a judgment call that God had made. And so they were experiencing a famine, but it lets me know that even in their famine, that God kept the, kept the land. Um, so God can keep you even when he sends you through, even when he sends you through a, a, a famine, even when he sends you through a drought, God can still keep you. He knows how to prepare you. He knows how to get you to store up too. And so, um, we learned about that in, when, in Joseph. Um, when with the story of Joseph and how he helped them um, when they were in Egypt. And so we find where Elimelech and his two sons die while they're in the land of Moab. And Naomi is left with her two daughters-in-law. And so Ruth is one of the daughter-in-laws. And so Naomi gets word that, hey, there's bread back in the house of Judah. There's bread back in the land. And so she's like, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to travel back to my people. I'm going to, I'm going to go back there. And so we find that um, she, her two daughters-in-law, they they start on this journey with her. And then she stops in the uh, middle and she tells them, hey, uh, um, she tells uh, them to go back. And she 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 pushes them to, to to go back, go back to your people, go back, go back to your mother's and your father's house. And and, uh, you know, that that way they can get married and still have a, a good life. It was so important um, for you to have a male figure in your household in order to be sustained in this day. And so um, the first daughter-in-law, Oprah, she goes back um, and she kisses um, her mother-in-law and she goes back to her her land. And so she can. But Ruth is like, no, I'm not going anywhere. 
So she keeps on traveling on and and uh, Ruth and Naomi tries to get Ruth to go back. Go back. If I have even if I have sons now, they still would, would be too young for you to marry. Go back. And Ruth just tells her, no, I'm not. She tells her, I'm not going back. I'm not going back. Um, your people will be my people. Your God will be my God. So in this moment, she accepts um, the king of Israel. And she says, your God will be my God. And where you die, I will die. And so uh, Naomi gets the clear picture that Ruth isn't going back. She's clinging to her. She's cleaving to her. When you find a good thing, when you find a person that um, you, you see the good in them, when you find a person that you can connect with, I don't know exactly what the reason why um, Ruth wanted to stay with Naomi. I don't know if she um, was looking at the fact you can't be traveling on your own back to um, this land. You can't be out here traveling on your own. I don't know why Ruth decided to stay, but I believe that she stayed for a good reason. And as you begin to read the story of Ruth, you will see the um, the heart that she had for her mother-in-law, um, the heart that she had for her mother-in-law. And you can also see the heart that um, Naomi has for her daughters-in-laws. And so I would say they had a good relationship. Sometimes, you know, when you have, uh, uh, I would say marital uh, relations, sometimes um, the, the relationship between mother-in-law and daughter-in-law isn't always the best. It's not always something that's um, the bonding that we see here between Ruth and Naomi. It's not always the bonding. And I would say that Orpah, um, um, she probably um, also recognized um, that uh, Naomi was a, a, a good mother-in-law too, but uh, she also understood uh, I would say she she understood um, Naomi's perspective, and so uh, not no, not that she wanted to go back. I would say what's the difference between Mary and, Mar and Martha? Uh, Mary knew what, what to choose the better part, even though Martha was doing a good thing. And so Oprah went back um, to her people because she was willing to go with Naomi. She was willing to go. And if Naomi hadn't bid, bid her to go back, she probably would have stayed. But she went back. She went back. Um, and so sometimes you you might be the one to go back. Um, but sometimes you have to recognize, no, this is a good thing that I'm cleaving to. This is a good thing that I'm going to cling to. Uh, I'm going to cling. She knew she knew who to cling to. And she wasn't just a leech. Uh, um, she wasn't a leech that was draining her mother-in-law, but she was of some assistance. Um, she was, I would say, Ruth had a servant's heart. She knew how to serve. Do you know how um, to serve the people that um, you recognize as a good thing in your life? Do you know how to um, be of service to them? Even when you don't, even when you find people that really aren't necessarily good um, to you, but you, do you know how to be of service? And so I would say that Ruth didn't mind serving. Um, and so um, it was very necessary and important for her to be there with Naomi um, because she was part of the, the factor that helped to restore um, Naomi in her life. Um, she was a young woman that helped to restore this elder woman's life. And so um, she didn't, God didn't leave her completely empty handed. Um, even though she went back to when she got back to the land, um, the people welcomed her with open arms. And um, she said, don't don't call me Naomi, call me Mara. And the, the name Mara means bitter. Uh, it means bitter. She said, I have I left full, but the Lord has returned me empty handed. But I would say that um, if, if she probably were to give the testimony again, if she were to sit down and look back over her life, um, she probably would imagine, you know what? He didn't leave me completely empty handed because he gave me Ruth. He gave me Ruth. And so uh, even though she didn't have any sons, even though she she lost her husband in the in the midst of them going to Moab. And it doesn't tell us um, exactly the point of when she loses these things. But the fact is, she she gained this daughter. She gained this daughter. And so uh, uh, when they were in the land, Ruth said, 
said, you know, let me go and glean in the fields uh, um, so that in whose field I may find favor in. And so when you couldn't afford to do for yourself, it was a custom in Israel for them to leave a little extra for those who who needed to come and glean and pick it, pick up. It, I would say it was a Samaritan act um, where they left uh, food and different things um, by the wayside so that those who, who were poor or those who needed the help could be able to get it. And so um, that's why she was wanting to go and glean the field. She was wanting to go get some food um, so that her and Naomi could be sustained. And so she ends up and she lands in the field of this man by Boaz. And so he he, he notices her in, her in the field and he says, who who is this? And as she comes and she approaches him, uh, um, he says he, they begin to talk and, and exchange conversation. And he tells her, you know what? Don't go glean in anyone else's field. I want you to stay here. And he, he, he directs and he commands his servants concerning her pretty much. Uh, pretty much if you didn't know um, that they weren't uh, if they if, if that she didn't belong to him you would have thought that she belonged to him that's that's the kind of care um, that he had for her it's hard to find people that are just care for you like that in this day and time where they don't want anything in return they just want to make sure that you're taken care of and that your needs are met and so uh, uh, Ruth uh, uh, you know what? She followed the instruction. She followed the instruction and she didn't go um, searching in any, anybody else's field. She stayed close in the field of Boaz. And so when she would sit down and eat with them, um, he would give her extra portions of food and she ate enough for herself. And, and then she packed some the, the extra food she packed and she went. Not only did she have the food that needed to be made, but she had the food that was already prepared and made. Um, and she would she, um, she she was a help to Naomi and she would take the food back so that they both could eat and so Naomi notices um how much uh she has been gathering and she 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 inquires of her whose field have you been gleaning in um because I would imagine that this probably wasn't normal for her to be um carrying that much of a load whose field have you been gleaning in that that you have this much extra food that you have this much who's whose field and so Ruth begins to tell her and, and she tells her it's the field of Boaz and this oh Naomi gets excited about this and she gets excited because she recognized he's the next of kin he's he's someone that was uh, um in, uh, that was a cousin of Elimelech who was her husband and so if you knew the uh, uh, know a little bit about the customs if you if you learned about it on your own or if you if you heard about it throughout your your time being in the church or anything like that you knew that this was a custom for them to um it be um married to the next of kin and so uh she says um do it as he says and 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 pretty much she teaches her the custom of Israel she teaches her the custom and so um she stays in the field of Boaz and so um this is something that you can pick up about Ruth she was one who had a servant's heart um, and so do you do you have the ability to be able to serve those who may not have the ability to serve themselves? Ruth was didn't mind serving. She didn't mind serving. And I believe that um, this is an attribute um, that the Lord wants us to have. He wants us to be able to serve. He wants us to serve those who who. Um, uh, who may not have what we have or who we get have been given the ability to be able to serve. It was it was in the power of her hands to be able to go out and glean in somebody's field. It was in her, the power of her hand to be able to go and share the food that she carried with, um, to, with that Ruth carried with Naomi. It was it was in the power of her hands to be able to do that, even though she was in a place of need herself. 
Um, I would say she, even though she was in a situation that was less than favor, favorable herself, she didn't um, allow that to stop her from being of service in a help. Um, sometimes we we find ourselves in certain predicaments and it kind of draws us away from wanting to be of service and of a help. But I guarantee you, no matter where you find yourself at in life, you can be of service and of help. Um, I remember one time being inside of a, a being in, of years ago, um, I was inside of a, um, a restaurant, a Taco Bell, I believe with, uh, and I, I was having, uh, uh, dinner with, with a friend and, um, the, a homeless guy came in and he was asking, you know, uh, for something and, and, um, we ended up giving him some money so that he can get him something. And he, um, and we gave him extra. And so he, he, he took the food and he brought himself a meal and then he went outside and he brought somebody else back in. And he was like, I just wanted to make sure, um, that they, um, got something too. And I was just and this, this, this really, um, struck me because of the fact that even though he didn't have a whole lot and he just asked for a little and he got what he needed, he went and he found somebody that was in the same condition in the same predicament that he was in to be of service to them. And so I would say to you that no matter what you find, yourself at in life uh no matter where you find yourself at in life uh, um you can be of service to somebody and then when you begin to sow into somebody else's life and the fact that they can re-sow the little that they have into somebody else's life um thereby we are blessings to each other um thereby we are blessings to each other some of us have more than what we uh more than what uh, someone else's has and with that, that with that more or with that little or wherever you fall in the in the spectrum um how do you use your life to be of service to someone else. I believe um, that in this, we see that Ruth was uh, of someone who was willing to serve. Not only do we see that she was willing to serve, she, we knew that um, she knew how to cling to the good thing. She knew how to cling to the good thing. Sometimes we cling to things in our lives and they aren't good for us. They aren't good to us. And so she decided because um, Ruth, Naomi, you let your life shine so much. You let, you have been such a blessing to me that no, I'm willing to change my whole viewpoint on life. I'm willing to change my whole my whole perspective on life. I'm willing to to leave my people to go to where your people are because I want to be able to to meet and be around more people that are like you. And so she, do you know what the, this was a big, big turning point in Ruth's life. Um, and she was willing to make the change. She was willing to make the change because she recognized the good thing. Um, you have to recognize the good things in your life and be willing to make the change because sometimes we aren't willing to make the change, even though we see the good thing. And so she says, not only, not only am I going to follow you back to this land, but your people, they about to be my people too. I ain't going to be no stranger, even though I am a stranger, your God, I'm going to serve him too. And even though I didn't, wasn't brought up under this God, I'm going to choose to serve him because you serve him and I, and I see how he's blessing your life. And not only that, where you die, I'm going to die there too uh, um, because your life means so much to me. Um, just can you imagine the appreciation that flowed from her to, to Naomi and how it must have made Naomi feel. The fact that even though Naomi was telling her to go back because Naomi was looking out for her best interest, Ruth was looking out for her best interest. So the relationship between this mother and daughter-in-law, of uh, the relationship of covering each other through the suffering and through whatever it was that they were going through. Now, um, Naomi, I'm not going to leave you to travel back on this road by yourself. Now, Naomi, I'm not going to leave you to, you leave you out there for when you get there. Um, you may not have anybody that you can lean on. I'm going to be the, your, I'm going to help you through this. I'm going to help to support you through this. It's a, such a blessing when you can find a Ruth in your life. 
And Naomi, I'm pretty sure, you know, sometimes people, we, 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 because we look out for the best interests of other people, we tell them, no, that's okay. Go, go back. Or we tell them certain things. And, and even though we may be desiring their presence to be there um, with us, even though we may know that um, us requesting this of, of them is going to have to uh, uh, cause us to maybe go on a journey alone. Uh, um, we still looking out for their best interest. And then Ruth had to look, go back and know I'm looking out for you too. Um, and, I, and I, that's what this story, this is what it looks like. This is what this story looks like to me. It looks like two women that were covering each other uh, um, to make sure that the, the journey was easier. And so um, we find here where, where Ruth cleaned, she cleaved to the good thing. And she was she was of service um, to Naomi. And I believe that this um, touched God's heart. The fact that, hey, uh, um, Naomi, you have been such a light that this, this woman is willing to travel back with you. And I encourage you that as you go through life, sometimes you just have to let your light shine. And when you begin Again, to let your light shine, God will just, uh, uh, he will attract the right things to you. And so um, I would say um, he attracted, even though the, uh, Ruth was a stranger, she was not part of the tribe of Israel. Uh, uh, she was not um, in the in the clan of Israel. She was a Moabite. She was a stranger. She But she took on, she took on a new people and she took on a new land and she took on a new God and the very real God. And she, she chose the right thing. She chose the right thing. Um, you can't go wrong in choosing the right thing. I encourage you today. And sometimes, uh, when she got there, you know, she had to get, she had to go out. She had to labor. She had to labor and make sure that um, her and Naomi were taken care of. And I'm pretty sure sometimes when you when you choose a new thing and you realize, man, I have to labor for this. I thought, you know, by taking on, you know, we we say uh, you sometimes when you surrender your life to God and then you get into a labor and state, it's kind of like God. I thought this was gonna be easy, <laughs> you know, just by me taking on your. Uh, just taking on you, but you have to, you have to be willing to labor. You have to be willing to labor. You have to be willing to do the thing that God requires of you. And so I would say Ruth was willing to labor. She was willing to labor. And the fact that she was willing to labor and go out and, and find someone that she could find favor with, uh, even though she was, she was uh, not uh, accustomed to this land, uh, it set her up for blessing. Sometimes in your laboring, that's the thing that's going to set you up for blessing. You have to be willing to put the work in. Sometimes we want certain things and we want certain blessings, but we don't want to do the work. We just want the blessing of what it takes, what the blessing. Uh, we just want the production. We just want it to be produced. And sometimes God is like, I need you to labor. And then as you begin to labor, uh, he put he put her in the right field. And the right person by the name of Boaz, the, the, the head honcho, the one who, who was in command of the field, um, came to her. The one that was in command of the field came to her and, and he gave the servants and directions concerning her pretty much leave out extra for her. Um, and when she goes in and she sits among the people, let her do it. Do not, do not forbid her. Don't turn her away. Even don't even bother her. Let her glean. Let her, let her pick from the field. Let her, leave extra for her. Let her come in and sit down and eat the prepared food. So not only did she get to pick the food that needed to be prepared, but she also got the prepared food as well. And so he had already begun to take care of her. He had already begun to treat her. Her as if she was um, something special. And if you didn't know um, that um, she wasn't part of under his umbrella already, I'm pretty sure the way he treated her, you would have thought that she was already a part of uh, of uh, uh, Boaz, um, Boaz's family. Because I see right here where Boaz treated her like family. Do we know how to entreat strangers um, like family? 
Um, because I, I believe that God cares for the strangers. He tells us in his word uh, to take care of, of strangers, to take care of the widow, to take care of the orphan. And she was a widow and she was a stranger in a foreign land. And so uh, um, this is a, such a pivotal moment, an important uh, moment uh, for us to be able to digest the fact um, that um, he was willing to take care of someone that was a, a foreign and someone um, that was uh, uh, um, wasn't um, part of his heritage, but he brought her in. Um, he was willing to take care of her and not wanting anything in return. He took her in. And so I believe that this is a very uh, encouraging moment to me. And so as we go through the story of Ruth, uh, we see where Naomi is like, whose field have you been gleaning in? Because she was taking back extra portions. I'm pretty sure if she had, she was sowing, she she saw what uh, uh, Ruth had, and this probably wasn't a normal thing uh, for her to see this. And so um, she tells her that it's Boaz. And Ruth and Naomi, uh, she begins to tell her a little bit about Boaz. Oh, he's a next of kin. And so this is someone that can really take us, really take us in all the way. And so she begins to enlarge her on the customs and the traditions uh, when it comes to, um, I would say, marriage and when it comes to making a proposal, when it comes to just um, doing that, she, she lets her know. And so we find where she goes to the, uh, she goes uh, when Boaz is asleep, she she lays at his feet. She doesn't take advantage of the situation. She doesn't take advantage of Boaz's vulnerability. She she doesn't, uh, because uh, at this point when he's asleep and he has drunk wine and so he the, he's, he's asleep. And so at this point, she could have taken advantage of the situation, but she didn't take advantage of it. Um, she followed the instructions. You have to be willing to follow instructions of, of people who know better than you do concerning different things. Sometimes we're new to things and we won't take the instruction for somebody who's been doing it way long. I didn't live this. I didn't been through this already. And we are unwilling to take the instruction. You have to be willing to take the instructions of someone who's been there and done that and who knows the tradition of what it is and what it means to do it the proper way. And so we find her laying at the feet of Boaz until Boaz wakes and he's a little bit, he's like, oh, who is this? He's, he's a little bit afraid because he doesn't know, he didn't know Know that there was someone laying at his feet. And it's amazing to me um, that no one else came into the room, that no one else came in there because someone uh, could have came in there while she was laying on the floor, um, but, but no one else comes in there. And so we find where um, Boaz tells her, he begins to talk to her and tell her he wants to do it the proper way. Let me do it the proper way. And then he sneaks her out because he he covers her virtue. He doesn't want her to be seen. He doesn't, he doesn't want anyone to think ill of her because he doesn't want anyone to kind of uh, begin to, 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 to talk uh, to talk um, uh, bad about her um, concerning this that she did um, because she was in his per personal and private area. And so he commands her servant, do, do not let any anyone know that she came here. Don't let anyone know. Let me, let me take care of this matter. And so he makes haste and he goes to take care of it, to make sure that they are married the proper way. And in doing this, she becomes his wife. And so she becomes, uh, she becomes from someone that went from gleaning at the, she was at the bottom. She wasn't even part of his field to someone that God had thrust to the top, um, to being over the field. And so, uh, it doesn't matter where you find yourself at in life. Um, God knows how to give you favor with the right one. Um, God knows how to give you favor with the right one. And you will begin to, I, I believe that, um, um, Ruth felt safe. 
She felt safe. She didn't feel pressured. She didn't feel uh, um, like there was anything that was um, required of her. She she felt safe to be able to do these things. To, she was already acting like she was a part. She was already acting like she was a part. <laughs> and so she was already acting like she was a part. And then God made her a part. And so when she has this son, uh, everyone rejoices because they said uh, God has blessed Naomi um, with another son. And even though uh, it was it was um, Naomi's grandson, this was part of God's restoration for Naomi as well, um, because they were able to obtain the land um, that her um, that was her husband. They was able to obtain that land again. And then they had a son. And the thing about this lineage is this was the lineage of King David. This was the lineage of Jesus. And so the fact that not only did God accept her into the kingdom of God, but he also placed her within his lineage. Is that not amazing? And he let her glean in the field of the man um, that bore, um, the that, that was going to bear uh, the, the son known as Jesus. Um, and that is a, a blessing um, when God makes you and adopts you into his lineage. And through the blood of Jesus Christ, when we take on and we receive him into our hearts, we are adopted sons and daughters into his kingdom. And it's such a blessing um, to be a part of the kingdom of God. So I encourage you on your journey. Uh, I encourage you on your journey. Uh, you're going to have to labor sometimes and it's okay because it's through your laboring that you receive the blessing. And sometimes you're going to have to be of service sometimes, even when you find yourself being in need. Uh, and I will say that no matter what you go through in life, you're going to be in need of something, whether you're at the top or the bottom. And just wherever you find yourself, don't stop being a help. Don't stop being a help and allow God to lead and direct you and be willing to take the instruction. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for everything that you're doing, everything that you're working on our behalf. Thank you, Father God, for the story of Ruth. And I pray, Lord God, that you would just allow us to be able to serve and be of help, Father God. And don't take for granted anything that you have given us. You are the great Father and there is none like you in all the earth. We praise you and we bless you. In Jesus' name, amen. I pray that you will go forward and live blessed on today. Hello, I'm Lynn Sacy. I encourage you to become part of the movement, the movement of making Jesus bigger. You can find out more about the Making Jesus Bigger movement by following me on social media at Lynn Stacy Studios on Instagram and Facebook. You can purchase the t-shirt Making Jesus Bigger because we have been given victory in Jesus Christ on the website www.lynnstacystudios.wixsite.com backslash media. By becoming part of the Making Jesus Bigger movement, we are choosing to be lights in the world. Be blessed in Jesus' name, and remember to always go forward and be blessed.